0: Hello, welcome to yet another episode of Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown, and I am podcasting from Alabama in USA. Today is March the 9th. It is Wednesday. I'm sitting here in the morning. Actually, the only reason I'm here with you this early at 7 a.m., no one attended my spinning class this morning. I was down for the 5.15 a.m., and the 6.15 a.m., and no one came to spinning. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it's rainy and cold, and like a couple of days ago, it was so warm. Everybody was turning on their air conditioner, and now everybody's hunkering down for some rainy, unpredictable weather. It looks like one day it's going to be in the 70s, and then it's going to be in the 20s this weekend, so hopefully this weekend won't bring like nasty weather. I am here to inspire you. The purpose of this podcast is to let you know what's going on with my adventures in being a fitness instructor. I am a certified personal trainer and a registered yoga teacher, 500 hours, and I'm working on my experience of 1,000 hours of teaching, which is a mandatory thing for becoming a continuing education provider. You have to get 500 hours first, And then post 500 hour training, you get a thousand hours of experience in teaching. So last night, no one came to yoga, I guess because this weather started getting really icky and it was a 7 p.m. class. Usually my 7 p.m. classes are kind of busy. On the other hand, everybody's just getting over midterms and I think there were some games going on. I saw somebody post like, go Gamecocks. I don't know if there was a basketball game going on or what happened Anyway, there's a lot going on, and some of these students, they deal with a lot. These young folks, they have like two jobs maybe, and then they end up having to purchase something that they're not um, they're not really wanting to budget right away, but it's like, buy this for the whole semester, and then they have to buy materials that's extra in addition to tuition. Um, sometimes I feel like the teachers are being a little bit unfair. Um, one of them... I overheard they were having to purchase, like, the fabric for all the sewing projects instead of just, like, buying the fabric for a sewing project at a time. The teacher wanted them to buy, like, a bolt of fabric, like, ever how many yards they would need for the whole semester. And, like, not on payday, like, do it now kind of thing. I just, I don't think the teachers are very compassionate towards how ex- maybe they just forget how expensive it really can be for a student, and of course, when that teacher went to school there, it wasn't quite as expensive. I think they just forget anyway. Um, hopefully, they can become a little bit more compassionate as time goes on. So the reason I wanted to come here today is I wanted to talk about how I was such a bad like the other day when I put po- when I posted when I went on and did this podcast. Um, I was just, oh, I was so mad and I still, I still feel justified a little, not like being mad fixes anything, but like right after someone like knocks on my door and like, Hey, is Tiffany here? Like, no, Tiffany lives here. Um, nine o'clock at night. That really upset me mostly because I wouldn't go to a random house you know, just knock on the door, not sure where I was, and then right after that, like the very next day, (laughs) I'm standing in my front yard, and I'm kind of just watching the world go by because I'm about to leave for work, and this one car slows down as if like, oh, is this her, like kind of the look on their face, like they were pointing, like they were going somewhere, but they didn't quite know who they were looking for, and they almost looked like they wanted to stop and ask me directions. And I know some of you might think this is going to make me like a terrible yoga instructor. But I gave back a look that said, don't. As in like, hey, we could ask Kurt. No. I gave back a look that said, please don't. As in, don't stop in my street and ask me questions. Because you don't know where you're going. And then the very next car, I'm not even exaggerating. The very next car stops in the middle of the street, jumps out and says, hey, are you Lauren? Lauren? I said, no, I'm not Lauren. By the way, I'm wearing a name tag. Not sh- not that she could read it from my street. But the other thing is I have heightened anxiety because you just stopped your uh, sporty car on a hill right in front of my driveway. And I have what is called a limited sight distance. If you don't know what that means, that means people just fly over this little hill They couldn't see if somebody was parked in the middle of the street. They would just fly over and hit her car. Now, the only reason that bothers me is not my car. I just don't want to see her get hit. Or her standing, you know, they might try to go around quick. I don't want to see her standing in the road either. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And so, when she starts, well, do you know if, I'm trying to remember how it went verbatim. Hey, are you Lauren? No, I'm not Lauren. Do you know if Lauren lives next door? And I was like trying to leave for work a little early and I went, even though I wasn't in a rush, I was kind of like, no, I don't know where Lauren lives. I gotta go. Bye. Like I'm driving off, like, don't know. Bye. Like I am not passing judge. I know some people like think that judging people is the way to go. I'm not judging. No judgment. There's a reason that a lot of people get like, lost in this neighborhood. And it's because there's a problem that's plaguing our community. You can see it in their face. Um, They're just, they're trying to get their nervous system balanced however they can, whether if that be unnatural ways. I don't know what they're using to try to find balance in their mind. But there's no Real good reason why I should have three or four people wandering around my house lost in the same week. (laughs) Meanwhile, a few doors down, it looks like a mother-flapping Wendy's drive through I think I know where they're going. Probably to the busy house. Alright, so anyway, I'm done complaining about that. It just... I'm ready to sell this house. I've said that so many times. I'm ready to get the house ready, get it sold, and like move on to a new place to make new memories because I don't really want to be in this house that's been broken into even if it never happens again. Um, I'm always going to come home with like this like looking over my shoulder feel like it took about even after this was years ago, it took about six months for me to stop checking the back door before I would go inside because that's how they went out. Um, right now, it would be <laughs> it would be a big pain in the ass for them to even do any of that stuff. But still, um, I'm still coming home kind of looking over my shoulder a little, even though it's been a few years because of the betrayal trauma. And I actually heard an ad on the radio the other day that just Oh, my God. When they said, this business and that business and this business, you can buy tickets for blah, blah, blah. And I was like, or no, register. It was register to win. So they have these businesses in on it, which is fine on something where they're doing a drawing. But one of those businesses that they named actually in the 90s would sell stuff to people, get their home address, and then send someone out to steal the equipment back. Now, the reason I know this is because I was a victim of this situation. What kills me is that they're still in business. And you're like, how do you know for a fact? Well, I happen to know somebody who knows the person who was getting paid. to. That's why they would give you all this great sales equipment, a great sale on all this equipment. All we need is your address. And then the stuff would be gone. Because they just sell you the stuff, get your home address, pay a thug, which I don't know the thug, I just know someone who knows that thug, and they would consistently just go get their stuff back, sell it all over again. Of course, they thrived in the 90s, and they're still in business, because they stole back from their customers using a thug, and then as soon as I hear that business name, it pisses me off so bad, <laughs> because I'm actually like, you know how you see these things where people, and I'm not, I'm not ever going to do anything crazy, But when people, like, drive through a building and you're like, was that justified? No way. There's no way that could be justified. But, like, if somebody worked really hard and they paid for a bunch of equipment and it got stolen. And then let's say it got stolen again and again. from, And then they found out that the reason that that person was stealing equipment back over and over was because someone from that company was just paying to retrieve the equipment. Don't you think they'd want to drive through the front of your storefront? (laughs) It's stuff like that that makes people crazy. And so sometimes when I drive past that, I don't even want to say the name of the company. Um, But sometimes when I drive past their new place, because they got a brand new building, I like look over my shoulder as I'm passing and I'm expecting any day now, any day now someone will figure out their gimmick from the 90s and they're just going to crash their big mother honking monster truck right through their glass storefront and when that happens because they've earned it with their mojo or if their karma comes back I'm not gonna lie as long as no one got hurt I'm probably gonna laugh I mean people got hurt no doubt financially but um yeah when I heard all it took was me hearing that name of that business and it was just like oh I didn't even want to hear that they're sponsoring a drawing. Like, just forget that business. Why are they, how is it that my business is not thriving financially as much as I want it to? I mean, I'm I'm making money and maybe I'm greedy, but I'm not even like halfway to what I wanted to make. Um, Yeah. Anyway, who is Tiffany? Who is Lauren? Who are all these people? Um, Yesterday, moving on, yesterday I had a phone scammer who made my day. I'm going to tell you about it right now. It won't take but a second. So, I'm on my way to work and I'm listening to Dreadful. I'm listening to the news. Um, a lot of people who inspire me are actually from the Ukraine. And so, even though I don't know people there, I know lots of people who's like having family there right now. And some of them are having to like hunker down in a bunker top situation or, um, is just do whatever's safest right now, and so I'm listening to the news yesterday. I'm trying to figure out, like, please, somebody let me know, would this, will this ever be over? It seems like a couple of weeks seems like an eternity when you're wondering, like, your friend's sister, and anyway, so the scammer calls and interrupts the news, and then there was some upbeat piano music, like, ding, 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 like, I can't even remember how it goes. I'm just, like, bouncing around, like, piano music, upbeat music, upbeat music. And then they just hung up. And then I was like, "Wow, I didn't even have to talk to anybody. (laughs) Then I was like, as stupid and terrible as the um, MIDI sounding, MIDI file sounding, ding, 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 piano, as shitty as that music was, it was better than listening to the news anyway. So thanks phone scammer for stopping me from listening to the news, (laughs) which is so depressing and giving me like, 20 seconds of ding, 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 ding. and then it just hangs up like no one ever spoke to me. That's cool. So what I'm thinking, and this is just, I'm using TV references, and if you've never seen the things I'm referring to, just try to bear with me, because (laughs) it's relevant, okay? So there's a sequel to Ghostbusters, the second, I think it was the second one, and the evil is not, it's like it's an ooze. <laughs> it's not that tangible. It's like an ooze, but it is tangible. But what's evil inside of it is like, I don't know why I say it's not tangible. It's like the thing that's evil is the thoughts. When people get evil thoughts. Not so much that, that um, it's a ghost, but it's like, well, I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself because there is a ghost. Um <laughs> So, there's this ooze that's going all over New York and making people be, like, really negative. It's everywhere. Anything it gets near, around touches. The people that interact with this ooze is, like, getting mad. They're getting angry. They're full of hate. They're full of rage. Like, it's just, it has something to do with this magical, evil ooze. And right now, I feel like the news is the ooze. And I'm always thinking in the progressive way, like, instead of us thinking what's wrong, can we figure out what we can do to make it right? Like, I only want to talk about what can I do to be proactive in making things better. And as a yoga teacher, even me, I'm still finding myself getting really defensive. Example, the other day, somebody's like, instead of paying, I like the way they said, $40 for talking about personal training, which they're talking about me, by the way, they said $40 as if $40 was $100. Instead of paying $40, I'm just going to get so-and-so from blah, 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 blah to train me. And then I don't. And then I was thinking, well, how much is that person charging? And I said, well, you know, that's, if they're not on the roster here, that's kind of illegal because like me and -and so-and-so, we pay for our certifications and like, then she came back inside the doors and I feel really bad. I even said anything. I should have just let it go. Cause then she explained, I should have just let it go because then she explained to me <laughs> that it wasn't that she was getting like a discounted rate from a student. He was having to do personal training as part of his homework. So she's getting it for free, but like everybody in there is willing to pay seven to nine bucks for a cup of coffee. And they act like, Oh, $40. Oh my God. Like that's so much money. What should I charge? Like I don't even get 40 by the way. (laughs) If I'm charging 40 and I'm underneath an umbrella, you know, I'm not getting the whole thing because they're not going to let me use that gym and do that and get a hundred percent. Um, no. In fact, I'm not even sure what I get because I was told something that the other trainers, uh, one of the other trainers told me that they were told something different. So I don't even If it's a group, I don't even know. They do partner training. I don't even know. Um, Because I was told one thing. Someone else was told another. Updates aren't coming to me because I forget to ask these questions when we're in the middle of team building exercises of doing things uh, that's supposed to be building. Team building? Anyway, um, it (laughs) it seems like there was a misunderstanding and then I felt bad that I was being defensive. Uh, I apologized in the moment. And then, I don't know, I just felt like (laughs) maybe I'm just full of like defensiveness. And it's not just me, like I'm kind of defensive of the whole team. Like the whole team deserves to get their full sessions if they have a potential for a client. And I know they're paying so much for the school and it's expensive and they've raised up tuition because of this gym. I know all this. It's just that It's like if I went in front of the doctor and said, well, (laughs) not like I'm a doctor, but like if I stood in front of the doctor and said, well, I could get medical treatment for blah, blah dollars, but somebody who's learning is going to work with me. So I'm just (laughs) not the same thing at all. Not even close to the same thing. That's just how it made me feel like, why did I get all this education? It just made me decide that I need to just back off of doing personal training there. Not, if you're listening, I'm not quitting, but if you're already my client, you're good to go. Um, I've got one more client that my boss contacted me about two weeks ago, which I'm still waiting to hear back from. Still waiting to hear back about that client. And that means after that client reaches out to me and moving forward, I'm just gonna have all my sessions with personal training clients not at that gym, And it's not because I don't, it's not because I don't want to, and it's not because I split the money in some form that I'm not sure of. It's because I'm just, I'm going to overwhelm myself and I want to be able to give my all. Um, if I have to do a bunch of extra emails to some, like I'm emailing my client and now every time I have an appointment, I have to email someone else. It's not just that though. It's, To reach my fullest potential as a personal trainer, why would I give up all my money? (laughs) And it's not just about money, but like the number of clients that I have been matched to. Once again, I have the quality over the quantity, which I'm fine. I'll take it. I love the quality of clients. It It doesn't really meet the financial needs of what I feel. Um, I'm getting a lot, a lot of group fitness classes and I'm even going to back off and no more nighttime classes. I think, I think I'm just going to, I'm not quitting. I'm just going to stop teaching at nighttime up there. It'd be different if I lived like in the city where the, like the same city the gym is in. Um, and I'm not saying that like, Oh, I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's not fair. I know a lot of people would prefer to work with a male trainer or something. And it seems like that the male trainers stay busy. It's just that everything points back to. It's not my place to be a trainer there. And try to take on a bunch of clients. Um, That's just not. If it was going to happen. Like it would have already happened by now. Does that make sense? Like I love having like a couple of clients a year. I love it. But it would be like great to have you know, eight clients a year, or seven clients a year, something like that. And as one of my great friends, Susie, to quote Susie, says, uh, the power company doesn't take hugs. You know, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm not trying to be like that ooze of negativity. (laughs) So when I'm thinking, what can I do to be proactive? It's usually yoga, right? Yoga is the way to kind of help the populace find soothing peacefulness and a lot of people come out and they're like wow I feel so much better after class and then that's what I'm that's what I do that's what I'm trying to do but there's an episode of I don't know if you've ever seen it there was a show that used to come on called My Name is Earl it was hilarious a comedy show and every episode he would try to like fix karma like he had a lot of bad karma he did a lot of bad things and believe me when I say, before yoga and before even, never mind just yoga, just when I was young, I wasn't that compassionate and I was pretty selfish. I did a lot of things that were selfish. So I don't exactly have the perfect karma. When I watch this show, it's like funny because he's made a list of all the things he's done and how to fix it. And one of the things on one of the ep- every episode, they address something on the list. One of the things on his list was litter. Like, he was a litter bug. He littered all the time. He threw trash everywhere. Well, he decides he's going to clean up trash. Well, as he's trying to pick up the garbage, towards the end of the episode, spoiler alert, he's, like, picking up as much as he can, but he can't keep up, like, even in his, just his trailer park. Because every time he picks up, like, one bag full of garbage, everybody in that trailer park has already thrown out, like, Three or four bagfuls of garbage into the dirt, and it's like he can't keep up. And I know it's not true, and this is just my ego speaking, but that's how I feel about the negativity in the world like everybody's spewing out so much garbage. Like, how do we pick it back up and put it into a place of mindfulness when there's so much anger and hate and discrimination? Especially when I know I live in a community where a handful of the people are going to start treating anybody that they find out has moved here from Russia, they're going to start treating them in a, such a way that I would not like that. I'm just going to use um, one of my teachers as an example. I have a teacher who is from Russia. And I've, act- I've actually had a teacher from Ukraine, too. If you've ever enjoyed my yoga classes, you can thank my Ukrainian teacher. This teacher who's from Russia, um, what if people don't even want to, you know, do business with her. Like she's just had to close her yoga studio anyway. What if people start treating her poorly when they find out where she's from and they think that that's their way of doing their part because that's how some people think. There's going to be some people who treat folks from, and this they're always going to be that way, right? Treating folks from other countries in such a way that's not becoming of a good human. And there's nothing I can do about it except for just be in my own space. It's just that, oh my goodness. And like, like three years ago, and I found out that one of my friends who had moved here from China, she wouldn't even go outside because of the person in charge decided to rename the virus with a country. And now she can't even leave her house without people treating her in such a way that's not becoming of a human being. Uh, I'm, it just, it makes me so, it's one of those things with like, if I had been with her and someone said something about her being Chinese, oh my gosh, if someone had treated her poorly in front of me, I don't want to go back to jail, but she's a good friend. So (laughs) I start some stuff. I've never been to jail for a fight, but you know, (laughs) there are certain things that, you know, makes me think that, I could get provoked. This is why I need yoga. If you wonder why yoga, this is why yoga, because it helps us to kind of like, take a step back. And like, when I even when I say stuff like that out loud, I realize how silly it is that we get caught up in the moment. And we are reactive rather than responsive. So what yoga teaches and what I'm going to wrap this up with. Because you you know, I'm all over the place. I'm talking about the ooze and the ghostbusters, being the, the news is the ooze, bringing out the negative. Here's what we do collectively. We're gonna do it together. I want you to think of all your old thoughts as compost. It's literally just anything that doesn't serve you, all your old thoughts are poop. We're gonna use that compost for new growth in your new garden. Today's your new garden. Plant the seeds plant those seeds. Those seeds in your thoughts can be anything you want. The world has so much potential. The sky's the limit. Do something great with your day. Use that compost to fertilize the new ideas for growth, for change. It's today that we break the pattern. We break free from any kind of discrimination. We break free from people who, for some reason, want to be racist. People want to treat people differently. Or if somebody wants to be xenophobic and treat somebody differently just because they're from another country, it's time to just break that pattern and make new thoughts, new date. Can someone hold space for another person as a human being? Can we? We can do it. Wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, thanks for bearing with me. This has been 26 minutes of Julie Brown just sitting in her car about to go teach yoga. Um, More coming soon on how and processes that we can use. How can we change? What processes can we use to change? Make note of it. Start your journal. Do it today. Namaste.